tonight, guys. It's it's great for me to be back. Uh, I think I know many of y'all, but others I don't know. My name is Mike. If you've never met, I'm on staff here. But I just came back. Me and my wife Lorenza, who's also here, but not here here, because she's at our house with our son Rudd, who's going to be five months old this week. We've been gone for six months after serving here for a couple years, and for a few reasons, but one of them was for Rudd to be born. And so we're excited to be back. It really does feel like we're coming home uh, to Georgia, to this community. And so we want to thank you for that, because it's been a great community. It's been a great church, and we're happy to be here. Um, I should have put a picture up of them, because I think some of you might start thinking Rudd does not exist, because you haven't seen him because he's at home at night. But uh, trust, trust me, Rudd is real. He's a baby. We know, you know. And so I'm sure you will meet him eventually and you'll be able to see Laurentia. She'll be here sometimes later on once we get a little adjusted. But so excited to be back. Um, I think we'll, let's just pray to get started tonight. Uh, Lord, I, I thank you for all that you're doing here in this church in this city, and in everybody's lives individually. And I just pray, Jesus, come. Come and speak to us tonight. Come and speak through me tonight. Speak through your word tonight. And help us to hear your voice. Help us to hear your voice personally tonight. And to be encouraged and inspired in some way, in some new way tonight, Lord. So we thank you for, for all that you've done for us and the word that you've given to us. God bless it as we as we really read it and look into it tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So anybody here want to learn how to hear the voice of God more? You want to know God's voice better? And that's a great thing, because as Jamie said earlier, the next few weeks, or or even a little bit longer than that, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be learning how God speaks to us. We're going to be looking at a number of different ways that God speaks, because if we know how He speaks, we'll know how to listen better. It's hard to listen if you don't know what you're listening for. And so hopefully, at the end of these next few weeks, you'll know a little little bit more of what you're listening for, a little bit more of how God's talking to you. Um, I get the pleasure of starting it this week with... I think maybe the most obvious, the thing we think of immediately when we think of God's voice, and that's the Bible. And what better place to start than, you know, the book that's like over a thousand pages long, and it's full of His voice, it's full of His words. And so, we're going to start there. It's something that maybe we all know about some, maybe we know a little bit about it. I'm not going to be like teaching about the Bible, but I want to, I hope tonight is an encouragement more than anything. I think um, many times in my life I've seen, in, like as a youth leader while I was in college, and, and some people, their answer is always to read the Bible. And I think if, if you're a follower of Jesus, you probably know you should read the Bible. And so I don't want to tell you to read the Bible, but hopefully, hopefully I take a little bit of the pressure off, actually, and, and make it a little bit more personal, a little more real, and a little more... You know, it's just excited to, to do it and not pressured to do it, but excited. And so there's a little bit of video to start it off. The Bible. 
A book that contains stories of nine-foot giants, families who live to be a thousand years old, food that falls from heaven, and epic wars. Cities turn to ash from the rage of the tyrants, kings cast down, men dying in the dust of battle. One of the most controversial books in history, some people claim it even holds the answers to life and death. The Bible was written by 40 different authors, representing a diverse group of people. They range from a doctor, from shepherds, farmers, fishermen, tax collectors, and kings. With over 6 billion copies in print, the Bible is actually a compilation of 66 books written over 1,600 years. Alright, sorry for the abrupt ending. The video is pretty long, but I think you get the idea the Bible is an interesting book. And I think because it's so interesting, sometimes it can be hard to read because it's so many stories, so many teachings. Where do we start? And so I remember when I was in university, so I never read the Bible before I went to university. I didn't own a Bible. I couldn't even tell you the names of the four Gospels. So I, I went to church, but I knew nothing about the Bible. So I started reading it through a few circumstances. And and my activity in a core group, much like we have here, I started reading. And uh, probably a year or two, I was, I was reading the Bible, and I was feeling a little bit discouraged. Because, you know, when I started reading it, everything was new. And I felt like I was learning. I felt like God was speaking. But eventually, you know, I read it, and I was like, I wasn't learning anything. I was reading it, and I felt like I wasn't learning. I was reading it, and I felt like God was not speaking. And... You know, because when I read it, I journal. And so I want to journal like, oh yeah, I got a whole page of notes from that. That was good. That was a good quiet time. That was, God is speaking. Um, or like maybe you're looking for like an Instagram caption to prove, you know, like what God said to you that morning. But I wasn't getting that. And I felt discouraged. And I was like, God, why are you not speaking? What, what am I doing wrong? And uh, maybe you felt like that before. Maybe that's been a reason why you've failed to start reading the Bible. But I remember God speaking to me then, and just in a thought, you know. And uh, he said that the goal is not to like, learn something new every morning. The goal is not necessarily to, to write a full page in your journal of things that I'm speaking to you. The goal is not to have a good Instagram caption. The goal is just to spend time with me. The goal is just to spend time with me. Enjoy the stories that I've written down for you. Because they're amazing. If you look at the stories, just enjoy. If it was, an, if like, if it was not a, like a scripture or a holy book, people would still read the Bible because it's amazing. It's awesome. It's exciting. There's so many things in it. Even if it wasn't scripture, I think it would still be a popular book. But, it, it, but it's God's word. There's so many things in it. Let's just enjoy time with God. Let's enjoy reading these stories that he has written for us and learn to get to know him a little bit. And for me, you know, that kind of brought to mind a little bit of a picture of maybe reading the Bible is less like studying for an exam and more like fishing. More like fishing with, with dad. You know, reading the Bible with our father, fishing with dad. And when I was young and growing up, I used to go fishing all the time. I used to go fishing with my dad and my older brother, and during summer break, sometimes we'd go fishing almost every day. And so we'd go fishing near our house, there's a pond there, but sometimes we'd also go, you know, drive away early in the morning. We'd wake up and we'd go drive to a lake or a bigger river, 
And sometimes we rent a boat, much like that one. <laughs> That's not actually us, but we would rent a boat and we would pile into it and we'd go out on the middle of the river and then we would sit there all day, bobbing up and down in the sun and the heat. Sometimes we talk to each other, sometimes we just sit and stare at the water because you know hours are going by. And when we get hungry, good thing we brought lunch so that way we don't have to leave. We can eat right on the water. And um, I just think of those good times. Sometimes we would catch loads of fish. Sometimes we'd catch more than our family could eat. But other times, we wouldn't even get a single bite. No, not even a fish, but not even a bite. We didn't catch anything. And that's when I learned this expression that's well known, at least among people that fish, is that a bad day of fishing is better than a good day at work. Because there's no bad day at fishing. They're all good. Sometimes you can have a bad day at work. But the point is that it's not about the fish. It's about the time spent together. It's not about the fish. It's about that time spent in that boat with my dad and my brother. I'm not going to say it was a bad day because I didn't catch fish. I had good time spent with my family. It's not about the fish. It's about the time. And I think, man, when I started viewing quiet time, when I started reading scripture like that, like fishing, I feel like I got some freedom. That it's not about trying to learn all I can. It's about the time spent with God. That I don't have to learn something new every day. You know, I can't remember that anyways. You know, who can remember a new lesson every single day? Like, I struggle to learn a new thing from the Bible every week and actually remember it. You know, like actually to apply it. We can't learn and apply something new every day. That's, that'd be crazy. Just to, to sit with God, to enjoy His presence. And we will learn over time. But to, to take it for what it is, that it's not about the fish. That, that oh, See, when I open the Bible in the morning, it's time for me to like recommit myself to God. It's time of recommitment to God and saying, you're still important to me. And so I'm going to spend time reading your stories with you this morning. I'm going to spend time listening with you this morning. And so the scripture I want to look at this evening comes from Psalm 1 because I feel like it, it totally fits that picture of what it means to read and meditate on scripture. And Psalm 1, we'll read the entire thing because it's only six verses. So I have it out verse by verse on the screen, or you can flip to it. Psalm 1, verse 1. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked. Other translations, it will also say, blessed is the one who does not follow the advice of the wicked. Or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers. But... They delight in the law of the Lord. They delight in Scripture, meditating on it, reading it, chewing on it, day and night. They are like trees planted by, along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. Now that sounds awesome. Sadly, there's also a flip side. It continues going on and saying, but not the wicked. They're like worthless chaff scattered by the wind. 
tap is kind of like dried grass. Dried, it's the thing that surrounds a seed. It's like scattered, just thrown away by the wind. Aimless. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly. For the Lord watches over the path of the godly. But the path of the wicked leads to destruction. And so there's great... The Bible and the scripture, it helps us, it guides us, it helps us to avoid, you know, this destruction, being led astray, being like chaff. But there's also joy in it. It said, oh, the joys of those who delight in scripture. Blessed is the one who meditates on it day and night. It has purpose, but it's also to be enjoyed. And so I hope that now, by now, you, you recognize that what I'm saying is that to read the Bible, I would say the main goal is not to learn. The main goal of reading the Bible is not even really to know the Bible. The main goal is not about the fish. I'd say it's more than that. It's much more than that. It's about spending time with God. It's about getting to know God. It's about learning to hear His voice. It's about spending that time fishing with Dad. It's about saying that you're still important to me, so I'm going to commit myself to you in reading your word. Because really, in one hour, if your goal is to learn the Bible, if that's your main goal, in one hour, you can learn way more from a good teacher than you can reading it yourself. You might as well just like listen to Jamie all the time. And that you know the purpose of reading yourself. But no amount of teaching can replace that time with God. No one can give that to you. No one can create that for you. And I hope that like frees you some. It takes away some of the pressure that we don't have to. Our goal is not to become Bible experts. But our goal is to meet with God. Our goal is to listen to God. And when we do that, we will learn. Like if you're not learning and you're reading scripture, like talk to somebody because you should be learning. You will be learning things. But if your goal is knowledge, I've, I've heard of people that they'll study the Bible, they'll go to even seminary, they'll, they'll know the Bible so well, but they'll lose God. They'll walk away from God. They'll know way more than I ever will, but somewhere they lost God. But if you aim for God, you will get knowledge, you will get everything. Aim for God. Not just knowledge, not just study. And I hope that, like I said, I hope that takes some pressure off of that. I don't have to learn all the time. I don't have to be trying to learn. And, and, and if I don't learn something that I did, it was a waste of time or I did something wrong. But it was still time well spent. It was still time well spent. Because God speaks to us in many different ways. You know, that's what this series is all about. And, uh, but it starts with Scripture. I think Scripture is so important because if we don't learn to understand God's voice in Scripture, you know, Jamie listed out all these other ways, it will be very difficult to hear God's voice and our desires and open doors, and maybe especially in pain. If we can't hear His voice in Scripture, how can we hear His voice in other ways? He's laid out a story. And so when we're with the Word, God makes us like a mighty tree, like the psalm says. We are a mighty tree. We're planted in the promises and the blessings of God. 
and that without it, we are lost, like the chaff, just floating in the wind with no real direction. Like, how do we know what is true? How do we know what, what God is speaking, or how do I know when it's just my thoughts? Scripture gives us a foundation for that. You know, I, I'm sure all of us have thought, like, I have this thought, is that, is that from God? Or that I've heard this teaching, is that from God? Well, there's a simple question that you can ask yourself to know whether or not it's from God. You can ask yourself, does it agree with what Pastor Jamie teaches? No, I'm just kidding. Like, don't ask, that's not the right question to ask. You should, does it agree with Scripture? Now, I'd hope what Jamie teaches would also agree with Scripture, but ultimately, you want to go back to Scripture. Does it agree with Scripture? And if it doesn't, it's definitely not from God. It's definitely not from God. You know, you might not be able to quote the verse, but as you spend time with God, you'll begin to sense when things are not quite right, when things are a little bit off, when you feel a way that is not that is not from God. Or when you when you hear a teaching, you think that just sounds a little strange to me. It doesn't sound like the voice that I've been hearing in the morning when I study the scriptures. And so God will begin to speak to us. The Spirit will be speaking in us. The Spirit will be speaking through us. We don't have to be worried. We don't have to be worried about if we're following the right path. Because God will be directing us with little, little pushes along the way. And I know, like, this sounds great. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go fishing with God. I'm going I'm to go and, like, spending time with God. That's amazing. You know, like, that is what I want. I never, I never, I don't disagree with any of that. Like, I want to spend time with God. That sounds amazing. I want to hear His voice. But it, it, it's not that easy. Maybe, you know, you're thinking, you know, I've tried to read the Bible. And I've failed. I have tried, but it's been so hard. I've tried, but I got distracted or I was bored. And I just want to say, like, it's not going to come instantly. Like, when I started reading the Bible, you know, I grew up having not a lick of knowledge. Not, not even a little bit of really knowledge of the Bible other than some stories. But as we commit to God, He will commit to us. Not, I mean... He's already given Jesus to us, so He's committed to us already, but as we commit to Him, we'll be able to receive and feel that more. Yeah. I think of a kid who's learning to talk. You know, I, my son, Rudd, is five months old. He cannot talk. He can make noises, though. And, uh, you know, he doesn't know how to listen. You know, you tell him to stop. He doesn't stop. You tell him to sleep. He doesn't sleep. <laughs> you know, that's, that's crazy to think he would know how to do those things. But one day, you know, he will learn a word. And then he'll learn two. Then he'll say sentences. And then he'll actually know when you say stop, to stop. And he will grow. He will learn. He will practice these things. And he will grow. But you got that's a lot of hard work, you know. It's hard to learn a language when you don't know any languages. It's a lot of hard work. You think, you ever think about that? How much work a kid must, how much Energy that takes to learn. Everything's new. Yeah. And I think that's kind of how it is for us spiritually. Everything's kind of new. And we're learning. We're taking steps out. And uh, as we do that, we will, I think, I believe, and I really firmly believe, we will encounter what, what David mentions when he says that, 
Oh, the joys of meditating on God's word. Oh, blessed is that one. It's not going to feel that way every time. And I want to free you from that, from thinking that every time you have a quiet time, that it's going to be amazing, that you're going to hear the voice of God and it's going to be like the joy of your day. Sometimes you, you might not feel like anything. Sometimes it might feel like work or it will be boring or you'll feel distracted because you're reading the same story for the hundredth time. And yes, I believe it's still valuable to read it again. But it doesn't make it mean it's going to be easy all the time. And we need to recognize that. That there's nothing wrong with you if reading scripture does not fill you with happiness every time you read it. But I believe that sometimes it will be like in Psalm 84 when the psalmist writes, A single day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. Some days we will feel that. And I believe when we need to feel it, God will show up. and He'll let us feel His presence to encourage us. When we, when we need it most, He will show up to let us feel it. But it's worth it every time. It's not worth it just when we feel it, but it's worth it every time because God is changing us when we're in His Word. God is speaking to us when we're in His Word. And so I just want to kind of quickly hit a few things as we close and that's the method. Like, if we don't have a method, if we don't have a plan, we will fail. And I know we've, if you've been around, you've probably heard of SOAP. And we say it because it's so simple. It gives us a little bit of direction on how to read the Bible. I don't want to go into this too much, but it would be wrong not to mention a practical step, a guide to SOAP. What does the S stand for? Nice. So scripture, you read some scripture. Like if you're going to listen to the voice of God in scripture, you've got to read it. You've got to read something. Oh, for observe. So observe. What is the meaning? A, application. What does this mean for me? The difference is, what does the writer mean? And what is it, how is God speaking to me? And then P, pray. Because we should always be praying. As we read scripture, we should be praying. We should be asking God to speak. And I like to say soap and tell, because when we read scripture, it's not about just reading it and being done. Who can I tell? God is teaching me something. Who can I share this with? So it becomes not just like personal homework, but it becomes an action. And uh, throughout the process, I just like to say, ask God and not Google. Because sometimes when we have a question in Scripture, we immediately Google an answer. We want to know the answer. But I think sometimes we just need to sit and listen to see what God wants to speak. Because we can maybe gain the answer but lose what God was trying to say. I don't want to do that. I'd rather hear from God than hear from what some guy wrote on the internet about what I was reading. And so... I hope that's a little bit helpful. And if you have not had a, a plan, if you don't have a method, maybe that, that quick little outline can help you, can guide you a little bit. And there's so many people here that can help push you along with that as well. Uh, but in closing, I just want to say, and I hope this is clear, I think, it, is that reading scripture in the Bible is not about checking a box. It's not about... You know, having a perfect reading, you know, plan. Like, I never missed a day. You know, I haven't missed a day reading my Bible in five years. That's not the goal. The goal is not to become a Bible expert. It's not to become a better Christian. 
It's not any of those things. If the band could come up now to close us. But our goal is to know God. Our goal is to become more like Him. And our goal is to be used by Him. Because I like what Jamie ended the last series so well when he said, the goal is not faithfulness. The goal is fruitfulness. And I think that fits so perfectly in with this, that as we are faithful, as we are listening and reading the scriptures and meeting with God, He will plant us next to the river. He will make us fruitful. It says it right there, you will bear fruit in season. The closer you are with God, the more freedom you will experience. And you don't have to worry about doing the wrong things. You don't have to worry about saying the wrong things. God will equip you. God, you can be confident. As men and women of God, is God sending you out? Because when you're close with Him, you can share from personal, your personal stories. You can share what, you're, what you have encountered. When you're close with Him, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. And He will speak through you. And God values us so much. Have you ever thought about how crazy it is that God would even care enough to give us Scripture? That God values us enough to give us Scripture. God values us enough to think we are worth speaking to. That you are worth speaking to. Not just the highly religious people, but the people in high office, the pastors, the priests. Reads every one of us. God says, you are worth me speaking to you directly. I, I've come to speak to, with you, to meet with you. What would happen if we value God enough to actually respond and read his words? Actually respond and listen to him and commit ourselves to him. Committing means when it's hard, when we don't want to, when we're tired. What would happen if we became men and women? doing it, turning it into action. What kind of impact would English worship have in Joji? If we committed ourselves to just go fishing with God and say, God, I'm in this not just to learn things. I'm in this for you because you're important to me and I want to meet with you and I promise you God is going to be faithful to speaking when you do that. God is going to be faithful to showing up and he's going to plant you He's going to give you all the joy and all the peace. And, <coughs> and He's going to equip you. He's going to equip you. So as we just go into a song, I want to, let's just stand and worship together before we just respond. Thank you, Jesus.
don't really know anything about the Bible, when people say to turn to a book, you're lost. And I want to say there's no reason to feel embarrassed. You should not feel ashamed of that. But that tonight can be a start of something great in your life. That God wants to make you great. And God wants to speak to you through His Word personally. Not just when you're here at church, when a pastor's speaking with music, but when you're in your posts and you're, you're reading the Word on your own, God wants to speak to you. And I just want to encourage you, if that's you, to find a reading plan, find a method. You can ask the staff, ask a friend, and tell them that you're making a commitment to God to meet with Him, to go fishing with Him, to reading His Word, to listening to His stories. Or maybe for others here that God's Word is already in you. You maybe have grown up in the church. You've read the Bible. You know a lot about it. But you kind of don't see the reason in reading the same stories again. Maybe you've had a hard time hearing the voice of God in Scripture. And I just want to encourage you that God's still there. God's still speaking. If we're willing to meet with Him, He's willing to speak to us. Perhaps when it's hard to hear His voice is because it's become just about us. And so I want to encourage you that one of the best ways, or I would say the best way to make God's Word come alive again in your life is to share it with somebody. And so that's you and God's Word, you already do that. I want to challenge you to find somebody to share God's word with. Find somebody to disciple. And if you don't know how, again, staff here and corporate leaders here would love to help you disciple somebody. And so as we close out, I just want you to think about it. Is it you? Is it time for you to go fishing with God for the first time? To really meet with God and say, God, I want to hear from you directly now. I don't want just to hear you people teach me about you, but I want to hear from you. I pray that this tonight would be a night of change, that this would be a night that would change the direction of your life as you commit yourself to meeting with God. And if and even if that's you, I still pray that you would share it with somebody, but if God's word is already in you, I pray that you would take greater steps to share it. Greater steps to disciple people, to bear the fruit that God promises that He has made us for, to be fruit bearers, to be fruitful people. And so as we close out, just lift that up to God. Lift that up to God.
let us go forth tonight and commit ourselves to being men and women of the word because God will respond. If we are faithful, God will make us fruitful and Indonesia will be changed. Lord, thank you for your word and I pray that you would, you would use it to change us. Send us out and then make us more like you, God.